Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I think you're hey. Adam Gobeski. Shut up. I'm trying to do a bit and you're ruining it. It wasn't a good bit. Well, we will never know if it was going to become a good bit, will we? <laughs> Stomped no. all over it. Yeah, the first rule of improv, right, is uh, you say, I don't like your bit. <laughs> That's the bit, Adam, is stomping on the bit. <laughs> I'm going to deplatform you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Waltz. Today we have three very fit guests with us. We have Tony Huff. Hey! Paul Wilcox. Great to be here. And Doug Gobeski. That's me! Are we sure they're fit? In, in one way or another, I'm sure. There are many definitions of the word fit, so... We are fit for office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fit for the office. Fit for combo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and so welcome. It's our 32nd installment of Charlie Unreasonably on a movie that's reasonably popular because it doesn't satisfy his own personal fetishes. Oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> We've just used 10 of our seconds, so we better hurry. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the 32nd installment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I liked it. <laughs> Me too. It's good. Wait, are you really going to crap on this movie? I hate you. No, I'm not actually. All right. <laughs> This movie was actually reasonably good, so 4.5. <laughs> Room for improvement. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Mary Marvel Movie March time. We are talking about the May 2011 movie, Thor. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Thor is the story of one Thaddeus Horatio Oliver Robinson, who <laughs> is a scientist who is experimenting with gamma radiation when the experiment suddenly goes wrong and his body is irradiated, uh, transforming him into someone who's in pain a lot of time. And so this gets him the nickname Thor because he has a speech impediment. So it's not a very PC movie, but he has trouble with his uh, brother, who is known as Loki Dennis. And they are squabbling over the rights to the Odin Mansion, which is a haunted mansion on the edge of town. The reason they're squabbling is that because beneath the mansion, there's a rumored silver mine where at one point a scientist, another scientist, uh, built a super suit down there that could turn into armor. So they decide, you know what? I'm done with the mansion. And they both take a road trip to Las Vegas, Loki and Thor. And that's the movie. Oh. <laughs> just, wait, do you get to watch the road trip and then it ends when they get in Vegas or it just kind of like we're going to go on a road trip and you just have to imagine that's like the sequel is the, the road trip. Um, you get the first part of the road trip, oh. but it's in real time. So it's not that exciting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, it's like it's like playing desert bus. <laughs> um. It's funny that you mentioned Desert Bus because although it's not supposed to be affiliated with Desert Bus, the footage of the road trip is just footage of Desert Bus. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stolen footage. <laughs> yeah. Stock Desert Bus footage. <laughs> just hitting the rumble strip. But uh, yeah, do we need to give a synopsis for Thor? Uh, I, yes. I don't know how, I don't know how yes. well people know the non-Iron Man movies, I guess. So. I, I actually went to Avengers without having seen this movie, so... Okay. Went to this movie well, then, without having seen a lot of stuff. All right. It's so random. then, the serious synopsis, then. Um, Thor is the story of one Dennis Thor, uh, who's first in line for the Thor mansion, and there's a bus. I mean, you're more nearly accurate on this one than the last one, but still swinging a miss. Well, I guess Charlie should do it then. <laughs> okay. So Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, is the son of Odin, played by Anthony Hopkins, and brother to Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston. Uh, they all live in the... A haunted Mansion? Haunted Mansion of what Asgard. <laughs> It so is they're, kind of a haunted mansion. they're all god. They're, they're all Norse gods, and they live in the city of Asgard. And oh, so it's Valhalla. Oh, it's a city now. Yeah, it's, it's a Valhalla. city. It's a world. They're not dead. It may as well be. Well, it's a it, it's a place. <laughs> it's a place that isn't Earth. And it's a realm. 
Yes, it's a realm. It's from a tree branch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Yggdrasil. Although I think uh, he pronounced it as something like Yggdrasil? Yggdrasil soup? I don't know. Norse is hard, man. So Loki, being the trickster guy that he is, uh, lets um, Frost Giants into Asgard and tricks Thor into restarting a long nascent war between Asgard and the Frost Giants, getting him kicked out just as he was about to become king. He is picked up in a storm in New Mexico by Natalie Portman and her team of scientists. And yeah, it's off to the races to try to get Thor his hammer back, which is also on Earth, and keep Loki from taking over Asgard. So I have a question. Yes. Is this movie just The Lion King? (laughs) (laughs) But like... He's going to be Kane, and then he gets kicked out by his brother. Okay, not his uncle, his brother. But then he meets a girl, and then he goes back to reclaim his throne. And I, I yeah, I assume that Kat Dennings and Stellan Skarsgård well, are Timon and Pumbaa. Yep, yep. Wait, which one's Timon and which one's Pumbaa? I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make us say it. <laughs> Right, right. That just feels like fat shaming at this point. (laughs) So had you seen this movie before? The perennial question. I had not seen this before. It's very similar to Iron Man 2 in that I remember I turned it on and got almost nowhere. I know that because all I remember is the like dark New Mexico desert with the cosmic events, which is like the first two minutes of the movie. That's all I remember. So I might as well not have seen this before. I like to imagine that there was a period of time where every time you turned on a comic book movie, Kara came in and was like, no more comic book movies and turned it off because she'd been so <laughs> scarred by X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd seen it a few times. Saw it in the theater and then, you know, various times in home media as well, which I think will just probably be the case for basically every MCU movie for me at this point. So for myself, uh, I've, I have seen it before. On home video, uh, I don't know, probably like four or five years ago at Adam's place. Like, I actually saw Thor 2 and the Avengers before seeing Thor. Just lack of interest or just Um, like, eh, Thor, eh. Yeah, I don't really have a good reason for not going to see it other than, I guess, just lack of interest. I hadn't really gotten onto the the go-see-every-comic-book movie train because I wasn't I wasn't around Adam anymore at that point. Like, I think uh, Iron Man 2 was the last one that I saw with Adam, like, in Michigan. I was going to say, we saw Captain America 2 together. And <laughs> yes. Ant-Man 2, and probably some other 2s. <laughs> <laughs> Paul was there with me for a 2. Yeah. I'd prefer to forget <laughs> that, though. We've told that story out before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was... That was not a strong two, though. That was that was kind of a one point seven five, what it seemed. Oh. <laughs> Had you guys seen the movie? Um, I uh, had seen it, but I think I don't remember. I've, I think I've seen it uh, in the theater, and I don't know that I've seen it since then. Actually, I have. I've seen it once since then as well. And uh, I had not seen Thor, but I had seen Thor Ragnarok. So what made you want to see Thor? Uh, shirtless Chris Hemsworth <laughs> was uh, was a was the deal. Mm-hmm. The, that that was the thing that that got me. I said, okay, I will come. Although, and then you're immediately disappointed by his haircut. I was gonna say, yeah, I, I wish that he had the Ragnarok cut. Oh, that's like a plot so, point. Yeah. Oh later. yeah, yeah. Oh, is it oh, really? Spoilers. We can't talk. About it. In is Ragnarok. It really? Yeah, yeah. He gets a haircut. Stanley gives him a haircut. Are you sure you saw Ragnarok? <laughs> no, I remember that, but I guess I didn't think of that being a spoiler. <laughs> I said spoiler. And that was out of uh, out of my butt. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I but, wish he had uh, I didn't like his hair. I I think he looks better with his haircut. I thought I thought like, you know, when he was fighting with the uh police officer, you know, the they're wrestling in the mud. I thought, oh, this is perfect for just the shirt to come straight off. Like, <laughs> but then Paul was like, "That's this is just porn at this point. <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was hoping for more uh, shirtless. 
I mean, we all are, but you know. But this is kind of interesting because when I mean, last episode we were talking about Scarlett Johansson and like how she was presented in the movie, and like, okay, was it you know how was the camera treating her? And here it's like kind of in the opposite direction a little bit, like maybe not enough for yeah. Tony's liking, but and it's really a study of female gaze. Yeah, I mean, Natalie Portman gets a few lines where she's like just kind of head over heels for this guy, which I thought yeah, was kind of fun. Crashes, she almost crashes the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually kind of funny because there were points where she's just, like you said, Paul, glancing at the road. (laughs) Most time not. And just being full Looking over real quick. It made my stomach turn a little bit. But then, I mean, they're in New Mexico. She's practically playing desert bus. (laughs) (laughs) There it was, just holding the wheel slightly to the left for hours. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah no you're right man she's got beautiful eyes it does this is true so so as far as a uh, pre-production on thor um apparently after sam raimi made dark man in 1990 he wanted to make a thor movie um but met with 20th century fox and described it and they basically said what we don't understand this go away <laughs> so it kind of laid dormant for a while until like the late 90s they were talking about maybe doing something with thor and then x-men sort of took off and it got really popular so at one point the idea was to make a made for tv movie for upn starring uh the guy who played Sabretooth in the original x-men movie as thor tyler main hmm. cool. so i really just want everyone to take a minute to just envision a upn thor like it's right it's on like right before shasta mcnasty Right. <laughs> it's replaced homeboys in outer space. <laughs> but after that, it just kind of hung out in limbo. It's one of the properties that Artisan Entertainment had the rights to at one point. And then, you know, very slowly snowballed. Uh, then at one point, Matthew Vaughn was going to be the director, uh, the guy who did Kick-Ass. So now imagine a version of Thor directed by that guy. Mm. It's not the worst thing. No, it's not. And uh, but basically they took too long to make it. So his like contract or something expired and he was like, yeah, I got I'm going to move on. Oh, they were going to have David S. Goyer come in to uh, possibly write and direct it. Um, I believe this was shortly before Blade Trinity had come out. So he wasn't (laughs) they weren't immediately like, oh, maybe we shouldn't let him direct things. But yeah, ultimately, then we just uh, we got Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Yeah, I'm looking up his filmography because I'm wondering what was there something he did before this that kind of made them think of him as a director? Yeah, it's called Shakespeare. I mean, exactly. Like everything is like Shakespearean before this. Right. And it works. That's the point. Yeah. That's sort of the point is because, you know, the Asgardians are supposed to be sort of more, you know, lordly, I guess. Right. So there's a sort of Shakespearean register going on. So that's partly why they brought him in was to convey that because he's you know probably one of the premier shakespeare actor directors of the time you know and then look at like the way like loki is sort of treated as sort of like almost like a yago figure or sort of with elements of like king lear and stuff in there sorry you're not speaking my language anymore what is your language because you don't know shakespeare you don't know super bad what do you got what's in the chamber <laughs> for you comic book movies occasional action flicks is an occasional action movie a movie where action occasionally happens? No, no. It's it's a movie with uh, lots of violence and murder, and but I don't watch. I don't, you know, I don't go see all of them. I just see a few. Uh, so you go to an occasional action movie, not an yes. occasional action movie. Yes. Uh, I I like Kenneth Branagh as a director here. I just re surprised me to find out that he was he had directed this because I had forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, it works. It does work. So, yeah, the intro of this movie, I thought, had a very, um, I mean, once they got past the uh, the storm clouds in New Mexico thing, I thought it had a very Lord of the Rings vibe to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, two giant CGI armies fighting on a dark plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With lots of sweeping cameras, moves, and things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was my TV setup or what. Does everyone else feel like it was just way too dark? a lot of the time in this movie 
No. Like, especially the beginning. No? I think that's your TV setup. It was not a Game of Thrones problem for me. Kind of felt Game of thrones with the Frost Giant Asgard fight scene at the beginning. I mean, it was certainly dark, but to me, it was never unintelligibly dark, at least on my setup. Charlie's got that new OLED te- TV that can do blacker blacks than your TV can. I so wouldn't. that's just all it does. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Charlie does like to be on the cutting edge of tech. It, it absorbs all light, yes. It can be none more black. but yeah so it had that sort of lord of the rings vibe and then it's just kind of settled into that sort of lord of the rings shakespearean thing with like all the asgard like pageantry scenes i guess it just seemed very uh elevated in in tone i guess to me which i didn't mind i just noticed it It, yeah it definitely has like a a little yeah a slightly more grandiose tone in the beginning yeah than than the, than had been set by the previous movies, right? You know, big big contrast to like the the rock and roll Tony Stark side of things. Yeah, which I assume is partly what they were going for, right? Is just like you don't necessarily want a Thor movie to stylistically feel the same as Iron Man. But then it's nice because it brings balance when they when they kind of ground things back on Earth, you know. Yeah, it's a nice contrast. Mm-hmm. Although I had a question. Is this the first Marvel movie that doesn't give you the name of the movie until the end of the movie? Have we had that happen up to this point? Oh, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, does it usually is there usually like like an intro scene, and credits, and a splash? Yeah, title or you know, splash. you maybe get like a short scene and then like Iron Man or something like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, because I'm getting my practice in for dad jokes and that anytime a movie like that happens where the title doesn't come up until the end credits start rolling, I always lean over to like Brianna. I'm like, oh, so that's what we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember doing that in this March until this movie. <laughs> It'll be interesting when you start watching Legion, Adam, and they decide to do the the title card whenever the hell they feel like it in the episode. Like sometimes it's at the end of the episode, and other times at the very beginning of the episode. Which yeah, is fun. like I don't yeah. mind it when it's like playing with the format. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy like the episode of yeah. There's like a handful of episodes of like Monty Python where like it opens with like the end credits, and then there's like <laughs> or like they'll do like the end the intro, and then like one like four minute sketch, and then the end credits, and then like twenty more minutes of just episode after that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like that stuff. But I don't know. There's just something about that. Like, we you should just we assume you know what movie you're seeing. And once you've seen the movie, then we'll proudly proclaim that this is Thor (laughs) (laughs) or or like Captain Marvel or Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl or something like that, where I I've never quite decide if that's just, oh, we didn't want to break the illusion of the movie or there's some other reason for it. I think it's the I think it's the the producer saying so did you did you like it like but what but what will I tell my friends I went and saw and really liked it's, it's so that the people yeah. who walk out of the theater midway through because they hated it when they're trying to describe <laughs> what movie they saw that was really terrible they they can't they can't tell you. That's the most plausible scenario I've heard yet. <laughs> I don't know what it was called because they never told me, but it was terrible. Don't see it. <laughs> but Adam, getting back to what you were saying about like maybe trying to be a little different, like stylistically from uh, Iron Man. I didn't think that this movie was like, it's like with Iron Man, I thought like it was like pretty funny, you know, like they tried to have a lot of like funny dialogue. This, I think just tried to like rest on like the actual like story. Like I didn't, find myself laughing that much but i was but it wasn't like it wasn't entertaining so i i i actually i appreciated that that it was kind of a, a different movie where I, I didn't feel like oh it's just another marvel movie you know like, or it's another yeah. iron man type thing right like we have a style and we're going to stick to it no matter right what it's like, happens oh, we found the golden goose yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> We, yeah. we found the format. And like just, the, the DC movies. Yeah, or it was the like, home improvement. Like. <laughs> the home improvement movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same show every time. So how did you think Chris Hemsworth did as Thor? 
as Dennis Thor. I think he did a fine job. So having seen Thor Ragnarok and some and, and the Avengers, I was surprised to come back and watch this and not see as much humor in his part, or I don't think it was written as humorously. Because he's such a charming guy, and I think you see that here. You still see a lot of that, and there are quite a few like fish out of water jokes, especially like in the uh, diner with him throwing down his glass to right. ask for more, or asking the pet guy for a, a horse <laughs> or a dog he can ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was stupid. It's supposed to be stupid. Yeah, don't you know the comic book Thor is dumb as a box of rocks. I didn't appreciate. I mean, the early Thor is pretty stupid. Yeah, I didn't appreciate the implication of uh, of ruining a dog's life to travel (laughs) fifty miles west. One thing I guess I did note, since Doug sort of brings it up, is that this version of Thor is actually kind of like they make some fairly significant changes away from um, comic book Thor. Yeah. Uh, For instance, um, it sort of feels weird now but originally comic thor did not have a beard like he just completely clean shaven long flowing golden locks and now it just feels weird to think of thor without a beard just of course he would have a beard he's thor when was thor introduced 1963 something like that very early yeah not not a big beard time beards were for for social deviance (laughs) yeah lots (laughs) lots of lots of pencil mustaches and things Tony Stark has a pencil mustache for a long time. Uh, really? I'm not sure he doesn't. I'm not sure he gets a goatee for a very long time. So, what do the early storylines for Thor have to do with? I mean, is he just in Asgard dealing with all the characters there, or is he thrown out of so, Asgard to Earth? What What is he normally doing? No, um, I don't remember why he's on Earth, but while on Earth, he takes on the persona of a frail physician named Don Blake, which is where the Donald Blake stuff in this comes from. That's that joke. And he works with Jane Foster, who I believe is a nurse at the hospital he works at in that version. And they have like a sort of romance thing, or at least a romance as far as like Stanley sixties, Marvel comics go. So it's, you know, kind of cringe, but the main things I remember are that the cane that Dr. Donald Blake carries with him is in fact, Mjolnir disguised. Uh, He has to strike it on the ground and that'll transform him into Thor. If he's more than 60 seconds apart from his hammer, he will revert back to Don Blake because reasons, I guess. Mm -hmm. I thought Uh, he was actually, I thought Don Blake was a, an actual dude that he was trading places with or something. Maybe that's what it is. It's been a while since I've read it. So I'm kind of hazy on it. So yeah. So the, the early Thor stories are, pretty standard early marvel fare in that you know occasionally he'll like he'll fight aliens or there'll be some weird you know super villain that comes up against him that he has to fight but at one point jack kirby and stan uh, it's either stan lee or his brother larry that's true by the way his, his brother is larry lieber start doing stories backup stories in um journey into mystery that's the book that he was in so if you notice the journey into mystery slogan on one of the billboards in the background that's what that's about but where they start sort of chronicling the history of asgard and all these wars and so they start bringing in like odin and heimdall and all these the warriors three and so you know that's where i think we're a lot of, i think a lot of that is sort of informing what's going on here with as regards to asgard and the frost giant stuff because the actual Earthbound Thor stories, at least at that point, are pretty interchangeable with a bunch like Iron Man stories and Ant Man stories and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, it answers my question. There's, there's also he's easily tricked by his brother Loki. Like that Trigger. comes up from time to time in the early Thor comics, or possibly oh. Avengers. Although Loki is a uh, a master of mischief or something like that. So yeah, true. You know. It's not like he's a low-level prankster, but um, do you guys remember the uh, the controversy back in probably 2010 about making Heimdall a black man? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I'm not no. terribly surprised. But yeah, it's just I think as far as I can recall, the first instance regarding Marvel specific movies about you know casting someone of a different ethnicity or whatever just leading to you know huge uproar among proto alt rights seriously mm. wow 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, huge and as far as like loud, right? Like people. I mean, that was uh, Idris Elba, right? Yeah. 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 Where they were like, he can't be a Norse god. They were all white. (laughs) I was like, they didn't exist. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually like one of my favorite characters. (laughs) I know, right? Super cool. Yeah. He is very super cool. And uh, I just thought I'd mention it as a a forerunner of like subsequent things that are kind of come along when they do some (laughs) recasting. (laughs) Yeah. And how about Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. I liked his performance on this a lot. Um, I thought it was a more restrained performance than I'm sort of used to seeing from him in the subsequent movies. Right. Yeah. He's a little more like slimy, I guess. And he doesn't seem as like slimy in this movie. Like it's a, it seems credible up to a certain point that he is actually like, you know, on Thor's side. Yeah. That's what I, I remember kind of thinking like, Oh, like, you don't necessarily see these twists coming, right? Because I mean, he played it so so well in the beginning of the movie, and he's so smart to just rely on knowing how stupid Thor is most of the time, <laughs> so that he can yeah. argue against what Thor is doing all the time and yeah. know that it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was great, um, but yeah, I think just like Chris Hemsworth, I think in subsequent movies they kind of know a little bit more what to do with those two actors just because they're like, Oh yeah, here's, you know, if we play up the humor a little bit more, both of these guys are really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I actually think that it's Sir Anthony Hopkins that helps like anchor this. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Just because he's, you know, he seems so regal, but also like grandfatherly, like he's both, both a king and someone who seems really like noble and trustworthy. But and he just has such a wide range. I mean, like when he casts out Thor, like I was actually kind of like nerve. Like it was kind of a weird like feeling that I had. I was like, oh, like like it's going down right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And like it didn't seem forced. Like it seemed very genuine. Yeah, it's like the feeling you get in The Little Mermaid when Poseidon gets really mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> This is probably the part you may disagree with me the most about. The one you thing jerk. I didn't like was the addition of uh, Hawkeye. Not because I don't feel like Easter eggs or like, I guess, allusions to fus- future movies aren't okay. It was more like the movie was introducing a character that was supposed to show up later in the movie and then didn't. So, so do you, do you, is this a, just a continuation of your Iron Man 2 criticism about why is S.H.I.E.L.D. in this movie? I think so it much? is, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Wait, wait, and they, wait, did they break the, the rule of uh, Chekhov's bow? They did. Oh, yeah. that's why. <laughs> Gotta fire the bow. So I think it's, I think it's a slightly different criticism than before. Here it's kind of like, oh, well, it was just a teaser for like a future movie. I mean, my memory at the time was not that my memory at the time was that it was an Easter egg, partly because they don't ever call him Hawkeye. That's right. They don't. Yeah. They only refer to him as Barton and he has a bow. And so if you know your comic books, you'll be like, oh, Clint Barton, that's Hawkeye. Right. Whereas if you don't, you're just like, oh, there's some weird shield, dude. All right. I wouldn't have known if I hadn't seen the Avengers, you know, before but it's almost like if you're going to do something like that then the general audience who doesn't know what it is has to be able to kind of dismiss it and say like oh i realized that wasn't important for me to understand right now i'm going to contend that for you that's not possible because you know who hawkeye is going forward um if you had not seen any of the other marvel movies up to this point and had seen that i think you actually probably would have been able to dismiss it yeah i think maybe that's, that's just you being I think that was about where I was at when I saw this in the theater. Cause I, I don't believe I was intimately familiar with Hawkeye as a character. Cause he's almost point. too cool at that point. Right. It's like, Oh, who is this, this guy with a bow? Everyone else has got a gun and then he doesn't use the bow and then he's gone for the rest yeah. of the movie. Well, they even make a big thing about it. Right. Yeah. Where like, you're going to need a big gun or something like yeah. that. And he like goes to grab the gun first. And then reaches for the bow. And that's why I turned to Paul. I was like, oh, that's Hawkeye, Paul. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I was like, wait, why is Hawkeye reaching for the gun first? <laughs> I think it was their, yeah, oh. the, there was their attempt at some comedy. It was, it was <laughs> you know, goof. showing his, uh, it was digging in on his, you know, on his he, struggle to not follow orders you know, and be his own <laughs> man, you know. But yeah, I don't think that that bothered me at the time. Like, in fact, I know that didn't bother me at the time because I've never thought about it until you complained about it just now. So. Okay. <laughs> so did it ruin it for you? No, no. Oh. I was able to put it aside after mentally noting it and being slightly irked. But So I noticed that we finally went from MySpace to Facebook in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the reference this, didn't feel dated. This brings up my idea for a regular segment in the March, which should be a product placement rundown. I think it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> All right, so we had 7-Eleven. Yeah. yeah, and they had gas stations. Gas station. Yeah. Don't remember when I've seen one of those, but um they Wait, have seven, there's, there's 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 some. There's I, there's one down the road for me. Yeah, there's one in the next town over from me. Yeah, they're we around. We don't have that many in Michigan. Anymore. I don't get out of Lansing very much. So 7-Eleven, Facebook, um uh is that it? Cereal. Oh, Kashi cereal. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Goline. Yeah. Yeah. Kashi, what was it called? It's Goline. Goline Crunch. Ah, uh, yeah. It's really Kashi. like the foreground, and then she puts it up in the cupboard with the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want anyone to bring the bowl down. She's really ashamed of the Goline. Yeah. <laughs> she said that doesn't go there, and then I was like, the cereal does go there, though. Oh, she meant the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> she's like don't tell me charlie how to live my life <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah but not that much product placement in this i don't think yeah not a lot of opportunity for it i guess there's always opportunity but there's the ipod oh, oh yeah yeah 30 songs 30 songs that was big she's like yeah, i just downloaded right. 30 songs you know oh man and everyone at back in 2011 like, that's a lot of songs you could put a whole playlist on <laughs> and uh, Agent Coulson gets a bigger role in this movie. Yeah, he yeah. does. Gets to actually do some stuff. Stand there sinisterly in the rain, trying to decide whether or not to call in a hit. That's yeah, right. hey, hold yeah. on, I want to watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just let yeah. it go. It's just like this whole thing, <laughs> all this danger, you know. And then, and it's just like, well, let I decide on a whim just to let him do it. The one thing we're trying to stop him from doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, make a decision. <laughs> well, I think he was trying to see if anyone could, if he could actually move it. Because they obviously they'd had all these guys try and move it ahead of time and couldn't do it, right? Like, Stan Lee gets his truck destroyed. and <clears throat> <laughs> I cheered yeah. when that happened. And, uh, and uh, J. Michael Straczynski, creator of Babylon 5, can't move it either. <laughs> He's got a cameo too. He's the first guy that finds it. Oh, nice. You know, they no one else could move it, and this guy was clearly very determined to get it. So Colson's like, Well, let's see if he can move it. No, nope, he can. He's just another righted out crazy person, you know, super gym rat. Now we can uh, lock him up, cough him, <laughs> take him away, toys. I just hate watching Thor movies when he doesn't have his hammer. Uh, could be worse. He could not have his hammer and turn into an old dude. <laughs> comic style oh oh turn into the donald oh An old guy named donald Ooh. i uh i guess my other question about that scene is why the uh the hammer is open air like there's no canvas roof over it yeah or the yeah they're doing all that they're saying oh there's lots of radiation they're like there's implied radiation measurement instruments yeah and, mm-hmm. if they put a just... roof over it the satellites can't see it <laughs> Is that it? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's as good it. as mine. Well, then the rain can't get to it. And where where would uh, where would Thor go into the mud? Yeah, yeah, there needed to be mud. How would uh, they get their get that wet suit look? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something about the wet suit look. Oh, <laughs> it works. Yeah, <laughs> we're the good guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what did you think of Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah, he was good. He was fine. I mean. He didn't have tons to do, I guess, except just be sort of fatherly science oh, figure. Oh, that was that guy? Yeah. Oh, I, I like him. him. Oh. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed him getting drunk. Yeah, I guess that yeah, it was pretty good. He got the Boilermakers and it was like, oh, look, now the boys are off. <laughs> Having a great time at the, <laughs> the local bar. 
What is a Boilermaker? I think it's whiskey. It's not like whiskey and beer or something? Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, supposed yeah. to slam it. It's supposed to be a bomb. Oh, yeah. Let it kind of swirl it around like a little yeah. bit. Like someone yeah. from Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean Purdue? Well, I, I would assume that Purdue, they would actually do it correctly. Whereas <laughs> people from Ann Arbor... <laughs> It actually has to be served in a cast iron glass. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the, beer has, the beer must be in a copper mug. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a mule, but just for beer. Oh, it tastes so bad. Now I want a cast iron mug. We could probably go to uh, the surplus store and find one. Uh, I think that's probably a pewter mug. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say. Just, just buy a skillet and drink out of that. Yeah. <laughs> just drink out of a out of a saucepan <laughs> just make sure you season it first you know right. yeah. can't wash that yeah, mug I, there's been times i've drank out of bowls just you know because i was out of bowls. <laughs> <laughs> i remember my my friend eric was like are you drinking out of a bowl <laughs> what was your response? Well, it's better than a plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to remember that line because oh. I had nothing. I was like, "Yeah, this is my life." <laughs> Except for get out, you know. <laughs> you get these measuring cups here. You want? You want <laughs> I think I got the. I think the, the fourth of the cup is still. Start using like a a large spoon. Yeah, <laughs> like a I, got, I got my tablespoons. Pulled it under the faucet. <laughs> <laughs> I think my half cup is still still clean. So so did you like like tip the bowl into your mouth like soup or or was this more like a cat you know drinking out of the water dish situation well, i would assume it was sink. so I, I think this particular bowl i was holding it like you know how you like you grab a glass from the top yeah yeah, yeah. that's how i grabbed the bowl and tipped <laughs> it up. you're like no this is a glass now <laughs> but i wasn't yeah i was well, yeah it's like like i tell you what you are yeah <laughs> you gotta use a different grip so that it <laughs> seems legit <laughs> man it was a one hand. That's your life. Well, I have a dishwasher now, so oh, it's, it's I, I don't usually run out of glasses. Uh, that's funny. But when I do, I drink out of old 20-ounce bottles. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can't reduce, reuse. He's like, all right, I got my diet Coke. I, can't, or I got my diet Dr. Pepper can that's been sitting there for a couple weeks. I really want some milk. Yeah. I'll just pour it in here. (laughs) (laughs) You've never had a a milk and pepper. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) That would taste. We should try that sometime. I think I got both. (laughs) Diet, though. Diet milk. Diet milk. Yeah, I don't want the calories, Paul. (laughs) Sound like a... That Skim a, milk like and pepper tastes more like whole milk and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie, what else should we talk about that we haven't uh, discussed yet? Plot or anything? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the plot. How about uh, so? How about the visual effects in this movie compared to previous Marvel movies? I thought they were good. I thought uh, they did a really good job with Asgard. I, yeah, Asgard is my favorite part. You know, other than a couple like kind of ropey shots nowadays, like it's nothing too bad. It's nothing on the level of like X Men Origins Wolverine. I felt like the only thing that might have aged just a little bit were like some frost giant shot, but like yeah. even then, not not like a lot. Just more like you're used to the latest and greatest. Yeah, they're slightly more like cartoonish than they would now, but like. Yeah, I liked the I liked all, a lot of the design elements of Asgard. I don't know if a lot of that comes from comics or whether that was designed for this movie. Just the sort uh-huh. of mechanical integration 
with all the sort no, of mythological aspects. Yeah, no, I thought that was great. And yeah, the frost and the, but then the contrast that was all the frost giant stuff, which was supposed to be kind of drab. But uh, and also you couldn't see it because and also of I your couldn't black see hole television. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> absorbs all the surrounding pixel light. I mean, I actually turned it to vivid, <laughs> like the display mode, so I could see more. So I could eventually see it. But I mean, just comparing that and like the nighttime New Mexico scenes were just not particularly interesting compared with the rest of it. Like I like the daytime scenes and I like the Asgard a lot. The only small thing that looked a little weird was when the human characters were in cg like if they were being thrown back against something sometimes you could kind of tell that briefly yeah you know they were computer generated but i'd agree with all the stuff that was like the frost giants are already cg so that's fine and i felt like it mixed well with the feel of the the backgrounds and everything else that was going on so i actually liked it a lot i I really like the rainbow road or whatever that oh yeah the by yeah, Robert Frost bridge. By yeah. <laughs> <Bye>, Robert Frost. <laughs> Which road did he take, Tony? Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw two roads and filled them both. <laughs> oh, filled them. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we've gotten yet that. Oh, we didn't? I have been thinking it this whole time. (laughs) I was strictly thinking metaphorically. (laughs) But yeah, the the Bifrost um, bridge, yeah, I thought that was very pretty. Did did they end up killing that entire realm? No, that's the point. He smashed the bridge, thing would break, so it wouldn't destroy that entire realm. But it was going for a while. That's true. That's true. That is sort of one of the complaints I think I have with not like it's a major complaint, but is that that whole we're going to declare war. Oh, just, you know, consider it the actions of an idiot or child. But yeah, no, it's too late for that. And then they just yeah, it's just other than like, you know, the little infiltration mission towards the end, like that never feels like resolved satisfactorily. It's like, oh, by the way, we like destroyed half your like realm, but we're cool. Right, guys. Or is yeah. it just because no one can get anywhere anymore? I think that's what it is. It's like just there's no way for them to get to them, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but just feels like it's dangling there a bit, unresolved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wish it would give me give me a little shot. See see uh, see how it, if they're the people are excited that the you know the thing is stopped. Yeah. It's like a celebration in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just you know just celebrations in Coruscant that the emperor is dead. That they know that somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, so <laughs> Paul the Asgardians up. stole the uh, the thing that powered the uh, the Frost Giants world a thousand years ago, right? That's why it's so dark there. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so dark <laughs> and why everything is in ruins. They weren't able to rebuild. Just to interrupt you real quick. I did like uh, Tom Hiddleston's reading line reading of restoring the place to all its glory. <laughs> <laughs> But carry on. Like for a thousand years, apparently without their their blue glowing box, these guys have just had they've just sort of been sitting around not not doing anything in the cold. So, you know, you you put a tornado through there or, you know, a giant laser beam thing, mess it around a bit. Eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you at that point you're just kind of rearranging the junk. I'm sure that's how the Frost Giants saw it. <laughs> it's it's like it's like you know tornado comes and moves through the town dump. Well, you know, big deal. <laughs> the town dump where they all live. <laughs> yeah, except for all, yeah, that's not what the look, dump people look. think. <laughs> Just because they live in a Hooverville doesn't mean they're people. <laughs> Jesus! Wow, <laughs> Adam, your brother just said that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not near enough to to punch him in the face because he's being a Nazi. <laughs> what? What were we saying about Thor and Loki much earlier? <laughs> Adam and Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I asked Doug, I said, you see any parallels between yourself and Adam and Thor and Loki? <laughs> And what was the answer? He said he was Loki and you were Thor. Oh, okay. Thor's the dumb one. 
yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I do have the long hair, so. <laughs> so storyline was good for y'all? Yeah, <laughs> no problems I, mean, there. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty straightforward, yeah. I just feel like for a movie that we sort of described as resting more on the story than on the jokes and stuff, but we haven't really talked about the story like at all. The weird thing about this movie is I can't believe how long it is. Well, that's partly because it... <laughs> we had to keep stopping for Xbox to catch up. <laughs> well, it just it just feels like not a lot happens. You know, Thor starts some with uh, the frost giants and gets banished to earth and gets hit by a car multiple times, makes out with Natalie Portman, you know, does the Smallville fight in the, the town square before the Smallville fight happened. Thank you very much. Yeah, I suppose. And it does it better than the Smallville fight. We're talking about Batman versus Superman. You got seven 11 no, instead about, of IHOP, right? We're talking about man of steel. Oh, okay. And then he smashes a bridge and that's the end of the movie. You get like two main, and uh, what, three three main action sequences. Oh, that's not the end of the movie. The end of the movie is Eric Selvig taking credit for Jane Foster's work with Nick Fury. Mm. Where Nick Fury's like, oh, you've been doing some really outstanding work there. And Eric Selvig's like, yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what did you do in this movie? She did all the work. You just came and broke out Thor. <laughs> and then you found the Norse book. He found a children's book. He contributed. Children's book, half in Norwegian. <laughs> Just the sort of thing to find in a public library, I suppose. Found it pretty quickly. Well, coincidence, right? You never know what's going to turn up in small town New Mexico. Yeah. We saw the one timeline where he found the book offhand, right? We didn't see any other ones where he didn't find the book. Yeah. There's a... Oh, there's a... What? Yeah. There's like a... There's hours well, of him driving from bookstore to bookstore. It's like, I remember a book, I think. That's a right. good movie. Desert Bus Bookstore. Hitting <laughs> 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 up, up all the libraries. I'm just imagining the timeline where he just doesn't find the book and everything ends up the same, except they're just still really confused at the end. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know what happened, but he's gone. I don't understand this lore. It's a... It's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie or something. Like Lady in the Water, if anyone's seen that. <laughs> nope. Where there's a whole deep lore, but no one knows any of it. And it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anyone else have things they wanted to say? No, I got my Robert Bifrost <laughs> joke in there. Although, when you say it, Robert Bifrost, it's like you're like saying goodbye to him. Like, Robert, bye. <laughs> Bifrost. Yeah. Oh, one last thing, and I think we've seen this before. End credits with the visual art over them, like in the like the CG where you're showing the space stuff, and then they're showing um, well, Asgard. Well, the speed of light ride. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The speed of light ride. Like Iron Man had all like the anim- like the cartoon Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot here. So, yeah, ultimately, what did you think of the movie? Would you uh, make it the king of your domain or would you banish it from your realm until it learned some humility and compassion for other people? I guess I'm asking how many Chekhov's bows would you give this movie? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually liked it better this viewing this time around compared to my first viewing. Um, It's very well done, although... uh, as I was kind of alluding to, it's largely forgettable. Like I feel like you could you could distill the whole movie down into a like a, a one minute recap and not really lose much. Or you could just convert it into a nineteen ninety four Disney animated classic. I'm bringing it back mm-hmm. to the line. <laughs> Charlie, do I go high or low? <laughs> We're playing high or low. Uh, uh, go high. I give this eight bows out of ten. Wow, that is much eight. higher than I thought you would have given this. <laughs> I like that. Well, I was trying to decide between that and 7.5. Okay. Well, like I said, it, I, I enjoyed it a lot more this time around. Um, I thought probably the worst thing you could say is that it's thoroughly competent. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's light, fair, but it's fun. All right. Uh, Paul? Um, I uh, I actually have to say, like Doug, I I may have enjoyed this 
more than my first viewing as well. I thought it struck a good balance between like a different, more uh, regal, fanciful tone than the previous um, MCU movies, but also grounding it with some good, good old Earth humor. And uh, thought it was very well cast, and just really, really enjoyed it a lot. So I think I'm gonna go with eight Chekhov's bows out of ten. Not gonna go with seven point five, huh? No, I think it's I think it's better than that. But also, I'm just rating it from the hip, from the gut. Pew, pew, pew. So as good as Spider-Man 2. Uh, ooh. Or X-Men. Well, only insofar as I probably underrated Spider-Man 2. So. Okay. <laughs> 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 like, I should have given that a 9. I enjoyed this a bit more than I thought I would. I... Ooh, we're up to a 3. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I thought visually it was really interesting, especially Asgard. I thought all the performances were really good. I thought the characters were really good. And even if the story was a little bit pretty straightforward, I think it, in a lot of ways it's because it's kind of Shakespearean. Not that Shakespeare is straightforward, just that we're used to those types of stories. And I, and I thought it worked really well. Um, Chris Hemsworth was great. Tom Hiddleston was great. I think everyone was everyone did a really good job. Um, so I'm going to give this eight uh, bows. <laughs> eight bows out of ten. Um, it makes me kind of sad that Thor The Dark World is the next Thor movie we're going to see, based on what I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Like, it makes me excited to see Thor Ragnarok again, which I have seen, but that's still a ways away. So better than Iron Man 2 for you? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> on, on par with X-Men? It is like. on par with X-Men. Eight, eight feels right. Um, I I really enjoyed this uh, this movie. Um, I had seen Thor Ragnarok, I think, like three times uh, nice. before this. <laughs> so, um, and this is the first viewing of... Uh, Thor. So, um, Charlie, I had heard similar things about uh, the second Thor. So, I was like, all right, well, maybe this first one won't be a, a piece of crap. And it wasn't. It was really good. Um, I I enjoyed uh, the entire cast. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was great. Natalie Portman had a small crush on her for a minute. So significant for you? Yeah, it was. That was uh, almost life changing. Yeah, until they kissed, and then it got gross because. She has cooties. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to give this uh, give this eight Bose speakers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've, you've started your own scale as well. <laughs> well I heard his ever saying eight bows. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so, so I think we know what Adam's rating is going to be. Yeah, you guys are making me feel like assholes here because I'm going to be the one that's not an eight. I don't think <laughs> it's going to be X Men all over again. Oh yeah, so it is. Everybody's yeah. an eight except for Adam. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. It's not a flashy movie, but it's obviously not trying to be, as we sort of said. And so that sort of straightforwardness is—it's not a bad thing. It's kind of comforting in a way, enjoyable. One of the nice things about it is that although it's not like really like jokey or quippy. Um, it's also not really like serious or dour. Like it maintains a, a sort of like lightness of touch that I really like. But as Doug sort of mentioned before, it is kind of a bit forgettable. It's extremely competent, but it's not like amazing. But it's really good at what it does. And I think they did a good job of updating like a lot of the Thor stuff, or at least the early Thor stuff. I guess I haven't really read any of them like later Thor runs. Maybe that's closer to that. Sorry, I just paused because now I'm imagining a universe in which we get a Marvel movie that has Beta Ray Bill, and I kind of want that a lot. (laughs) Beta Ray Bill being the alien horseman who also uh, possesses the power of Thor. Um, But I don't think I'm going to give this an eight. Looking at my ratings after the re-rate, I've noticed that I have a little gap that I'm going to squeeze this into. And not only just to squeeze this into the gap, but also because I think that just feels right. And so I'm going to give this seven and a half check off bows out of 10. So the half bow just isn't strung. It's just the, <laughs> doesn't have the bow string. But uh, yeah, because I don't know if this is quite up to me for like Iron Man 2, which I gave an eight to. Like, but I really liked Iron Man 2. And, you know, this isn't quite as good as Blade, but it's better than Incredible Hulk. It's better than Fantastic Four. So, yeah, 7.5 feels great to me. 
Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us in another episode of our Merry Marvel Movie March. The next movie is a full month later. It's the June 2011 movie, X-Men First Class, which I haven't seen. So, well, that's that's a pretty common theme at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Exactly. So a uh, very special thanks to our three... Um, Terrific. <laughs> Thorable guests. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, how do you know that's bad? It's got starts with Thor. The fine Thorific. Horrible. You said Thorific, not or Thorable, not Thor the Dark Worldable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're all in eight out of ten on the guest scale. Uh, anyway, Tony Huff. Bye, Paul Wilcox. It was great to be here. And Doug Gobeski. A pleasure, as always. Oh, yeah. And for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report, my name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski. And we hope to catch you again another time as you walk by your computer and and a podcast is playing. Because I assume (laughs) that's how you have your computer set up, is give me the RSS feed to automatically play when a new episode drops. Right. And people learn about it by saying like, hey, what's that you're playing? Oh, well, it's the Gobeski Wallace Report. So thanks for setting up your work computer that way and hope to (laughs) to, work computer. (laughs) Well, you got to foster those uh, water cooler conversations. Now that game of Thrones is over. I did. I do uh, sometimes share uh, information about the podcast to my coworkers. Oh, that's nice. Wouldn't believe what we talked about the last podcast, just nonstop cuck edging. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be so loose. <laughs> hey, I suggest listening to uh, <laughs> not Iron Man 2. <laughs> oh, Iron Man 2 is okay. Yeah. We'll clean that one up. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's cuck ass they can't listen to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes I think about that. I'm like, I need to apply for a job soon. Hopefully this doesn't backfire on me. <laughs> You'd have to listen for like 15 minutes or something. To just the wrong episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess to be fair, like when you're reviewing candidates, like how far do you dig? I mean, there's background searches, right? And you have somebody else do that for you. But I really going to sit down for an hour to listen to a podcast that they created. You nope, might, that's you what might the interns are for. And see the website and be like, "This is fine." Yeah, I like this. <laughs> Tell the HR interns, I need you to listen to a hundred hours of this guy's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes, I am kidding. It's 150. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show. Thanks for listening. We hope you check us out. Don't forget you can visit our website at www.gobeskywallacereport.com. Also, we're on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure to look for us there for extra entertaining bits. You will be entertained. Possibly. Wait. So you're definitely entertained, but only possibly entertained. Well, I don't want to get sued for false advertising. (laughs) Well, I guess Charlie should do it then. Okay. He he hasn't had a chance to do many synopses now that... uh, now the cinematic perspective. That's is dead. true. I'm just I'm just itching to do a synopsis. Wait, what? It's what? Dead? It's, dead? it's not dead. It's not in production currently. <laughs> it's on hiatus. Yeah, indefinite hiatus. Yeah, it's it, in, it's dead. Indefinite. <laughs> it's. Is he's, this how you're I, I absolutely love that it was the April Fools' episode as uh, the last one. It's it's kind of like an Odin sleep right now. Uh, you know, oh, not wow. technically so, dead, so but we we don't that. know when it. When it will wake up, it may never wake up, but there's no reason <laughs> to kill it in its sleep, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, oh, I just wondered if you would notice how I just low key slipped that in there. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Did I just get applause for that. That was belly slapping. I'm not sure if it's oh. the same kind of vibe i think all of that counts as a synopsis <laughs> <laughs> no synopsis boy all needs right synopsis boy needs to give synopses that's your purpose right. as synopsis boy so thor live if you need some help his name's not dennis there was one time 
um, that a bunch of the graduate students were getting lunch at the International Center, you know, just having a conversation. And so one of us was uh, gay and gay and proud. Not anymore. Just the way you said it was like, are you gay? (laughs) One of us was gay. Well, let me finish my story first. All right. Sorry. But so uh, one of us is gay and, you know, proud of it. And so he was asking some of the other guys, he was like, you know, so he asked one of us, he's like, so, you know, if, if you were gay, like, who would you go for? Like, what, who would you be? And the person he was talking to was like very uncomfortable with this (laughs) and was just like, uh, I don't. No, I guess I've never really thought about it uh, and wouldn't really answer. So then he turned to me. He's like, well, what about you, Gobeski? And I was like, Chris Hemsworth and Thor. <laughs> just like, didn't miss a beat. And he's like, wow, you just went straight all the way to the other side of the spectrum. You didn't want, you didn't want like the feminine guy. You want the strong masculine guy. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 